Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to Dudes on Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, we are going on a trip tomorrow, and it's not to Vegas. We're going to visit Keith Yandel, dude. We're going, no, we're not going to visit Keith Yandel. We're going to visit our boy, Danny Boyle. (laughs) It'd be great to see him. I'm sure we'll run into him. I mean, New York's not that big of a town. You never know. We could run into, we could, we could hang out outside the garden. We could. See if we can run into our boy, Danny, Danny Boyle. I'm going to bring my Sharks jersey, I'll tell you that. Nice. We're going to New York City, everybody. New York City. Maybe we'll see him at Dunkin' Donuts. Maybe. We're definitely going to Dunkin' Donuts. Definitely. That's what you do when you're there. That, like, that, there is no question about that. We're going we're gonna to eat some red meat. We're going to see some Broadway shows. <laughs> we're going to go to the Play Store. All the good stuff, dude. All the we're going to go stuff. to the NHL store. Yep. I may even get Mike to go to the NBA store. Uh, really? No. No, probably not. I won't make you do that. Can I get a Byron Houston jersey? Yes, I'll buy it for you. Will you? I don't know. Doesn't he have some Would like legal issues that might um, <laughs> render him persona non grata for the NBA? I, I'll buy you a Byron Houston jersey if you get like the old school like tank top one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I look great in tank tops. <laughs> you got to wear it with no shirt underneath. Yeah, I look really good. I'll be like whiter than Chris Mullen. It's supposed to be nine degrees, nine degrees on Sunday. Wow. So happy Valentine's Day to us. And you can wear that tank top out on the street. The last time we went to New York, dude, it was a uh, record setting blizzard. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot yep. of fun. So I'm looking forward to it again, dude. We'll, we'll be on a jet plane tomorrow around this time or actually around this time we'll be sitting at the airport um extremely early because that's what we like to do that's what we always do dude <laughs> well we're I'll going see, aw- i'll see you at the bar we're going away and the sharks are coming home dude that's right we'll be watching the sharks actually probably in a bar at the airport because the sharks are coming home after a 500 road trip dude that i would deem a success yeah I, I know you talked last week about how you thought it would be a good road trip if the Sharks went two and two, or, you know, that's very acceptable at least. And I think if we were going to pick the two games for the Sharks to win and the Sharks to lose, we would have gotten this one exactly backwards. Mm-hmm. They beat St. Louis and they beat Chicago and they lost to Anaheim and Nashville. They, lo- they lost to the two worst teams and beat the two better teams. Yeah, go figure, dude. That's the Sharks That's for you, sharks. in a nutshell, right? Um, uh, it, it was not what we expected, but I'll certainly take it. You know, the win in Chicago was huge. I mean, especially given the injury to Brendan Dillon early in that game. Uh, the team really buckled down. They played really well. Martin Jones played well. And Sharks did something that's very, very tough to do, which is beat the Blackhawks in Chicago. So, And they got Joel Quenville to throw a little tantrum after the game. Did you see that? <laughs> that's always good news, dude. Sort of a little Cam Newton-type tantrum. Ooh, I don't want to talk to you guys. I'm just going to go. <laughs> I'm just going to leave. I don't even know what a goal is anymore. I'm out of here. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you're spoiled. Yeah. Completely spoiled. 
So yeah, um, yeah, definitely a, a, a successful trip, dude. Of course, you would have liked to have seen them go four and zero, but that's not realistic on a really tough trip like that. No. no. Um, the win in Chicago is big because that is a team that you have to go through in the end, and to know that you went into their building and played them at full strength, and you, you know, the only goal you gave up was a goal that got called off, scored by our old friend Brandon Mashinter. Brandon um, Mashinter. Which was uh, not allowed due to goaltender interference for those of you who didn't see the game. Um, other than that, you know, which I to say Brandon Mashinter scored the goal too is being very kind. It sort of went off of him accidentally, so he still right. has no skill. Um it was a good trip, dude. I was I was pleased. You know, you, you don't like to see them get completely housed in Nashville, but yeah, they got not, worked. I, but but not not shocking. Nashville's not a bad team. It's it seems like the Nashville formula is the same. I, I I was watching the early part of the game and like the Sharks were like peppering Rene and they had like several great chances and of course they couldn't score because Rene always like comes up big and then. They score on this sort of like weird goal, like behind the net. You know, James Neal gets gets a stick on it, and it's like that's how this always works with freaking Nashville. It's like the most frustrating way to play them is that oh, you know, they just turn aside like all these quality scoring chances, and they score on something that's like a little bit weird. It just it seemed it's like I I didn't even like really see it go in. I didn't really understand like how he scored from that position, and then it was sort of like the route was on in the second period and then it just sort of like mm-hmm. all fell apart. But in the first period, if the sharks, I, I, I felt like if the sharks could have scored on like one of those chances and they had several really top quality scoring chances, if they could have scored on one of those, it might've been a completely different game. And again, Rene sort of changes the whole tone of the game. And, and, you know, from one end of the ice, the sharks get stoned and on the other end, they, the national predator score. And then all of a sudden, they're ahead, and that's a great place for the Predators to be because they can sort of lock it down. Right. Barry Trotz or no Barry Trotz. I mean, we know they kind of opened it up a little bit last year in La Violette's first year, and now they seem to kind of be back to that we can't score and we'll beat you with defense kind of kind of strategy. Even with the addition of Ryan Johansson, I mean, that's helped. But um, they're a good team. That's a tough place to play and coming off a win in St. Louis in between going to Chicago. I mean, that's a tough spot to be in. Not surprising that they, you know, um, were in the game early and then it just kind of got away from them. It would have been very disappointing if they had gone, come back one and three, which I certainly expected <laughs> after yeah. the loss at Nashville. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I was really happy with how they, they, pulled it together. You know, one thing that I thought was funny last night, dude, and, and I don't know if you caught it after the the goalie the goal was reviewed. Mm-hmm. Did you see Pete DeBoer kind of look at the Blackhawks bench and start laughing? Yeah, I did actually. He's like, <laughs> I, oh, well, I wish hey. I knew what happened there. <laughs> Someone must have said something from over there. It just kind of it because usually he's so stoic. Like so stoic, right? And something happened there that uh, I wish I knew what was said because it seemed it must have been pretty damn funny. Are you sure he wasn't talking to one of his assistants? Are you sure it was something that came from? The oh Black well, Cups no. Bench? I mean, it, it's very possible it could have been. He looked to his left, you know. So right, um, it 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 could have been um, that 
Maybe but just we'll- even for him to have any sort of, I mean, he he is like stone faced after we score, right, like you know. Right. So for someone to make a comment that made him laugh, I don't know. I just found that amusing. Maybe I live a very sheltered life. That's the highlight of my night. Or <laughs> <people> smile. <laughs> or maybe someone's like, I need Coach Q is going to lose it, and he's like, blah, of course. <laughs> I need a trip, dude. We need to go. It's time to leave. This is these are the little things that get me excited. These yeah. are the little things. Dude. Well, dude, the Sharks come out have next. They have two very winnable games against Calgary and Arizona. So, you know, it's you know they could they could really turn this into another you know upswing. And then of course they go on the road for for five, and then home for one, and then on the road again against Vancouver. And then it's sort of you know March is about. March is a more home home base, but you know if they can get right. through this month, you know through this month it's going to be really interesting. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to seeing. I, I'm definitely going to go to the Buffalo game, you know, in a couple weeks here, and they'll be that'll be their first game off a road trip, and you know that first game off a off a road trip is always like sort of a trap game against a team that's really not that great in Buffalo. It could, you know pretty bad actually, and and. I want to see how they do on the road trip, and I want to see how they respond to the road trip with a winnable game against Buffalo. They're still going to try and get points at that point, right. you know. There, I mean, the the NHL rumor mill is in full swing. We've seen some trades and signings, and some some waiver wire action happen in the last couple of weeks. I mean, yesterday with the Dion Phaneuf trade, that was or a, I guess it was two days ago, right? Just uh, a monster trade, jeez, huge nine trade, player trade, nine players. But really, I mean. Only one player of any consequence, you know. I, uh, I know Jared Cowan has some upside. He really kind of fizzled out in Ottawa. I mean, um, Milan Mahalik is still a player, dude. Dude, he he is hurt every other day. I know, but he's still he's, probably the best player going the other way. Oof, that's terrible. If that's if that's really the the. I feel like he was included as like a you must take him for salary reasons, not a we want this player kind of guy. Very possible. Would you be Would you be happy if we traded for Milan Mahalik? No, I'd be be devastated at this point. Like I would he, be devastated. He, I would just say, why? Uh, gosh, why? dude, he he's not a good hockey player anymore. Like he's not a useful piece. Like I think. People are applauding Toronto for just getting rid of the contract and not having to hold any money, which I guess is right. a win. Yeah. Um, and Ottawa getting him for basically nothing. I mean, the best thing they gave up was probably the the AHL defenseman, and I can't remember what his last name is. Um, that's who Toronto is saying was like the the player that was the best thing about the trade. Right. He's not even going to play right now. Yeah. So, you know, um, but I'm wondering if this is going to open the floodgates a little bit here with, or does it make it even more difficult to make a deal because FNAF is off the market, Bufflin signed with in Winnipeg, Winnipeg. Yeah. Right. And, you know, that was a name that we've heard sort of bandied about as like a possibility for the Sharks who, you know, Bruce Garriock, if you, I know that just made, um, or was it Matt in uh, Ottawa? If he's even still listening, uh, <laughs> maybe throw up a little bit. But um, has written in the last couple of days that the Sharks are actively shopping for a defenseman. Um, Bufflin being off the market now. Uh, 
Well, dude, you know, I think our prayers have been answered. Didn't you tell me someone was waived today? <laughs> well, Christian Ehrhoff was reportedly waived by the LA Kings, um, which would be a free way to address your defensive core. But um, boy, how would, that how would, would be... it address it exactly? <laughs> That's well, what I want to know. It wouldn't. It would address it with another warm body. But um, if he's so bad that the Kings are trying to are willing to just send him down to the AHL and eat his contract. Or maybe they, they would just keep him, but they were putting him through to see if someone would just take him for free. You know? Um, it's only he's making not a, having a good year. It's only making a million and a half, dude. It's not a crazy cap hit. You think the Sharks should try and claim him? Well, I mean, I would have thought if they would have been interested in him that they would have just signed him for that same amount. In the offseason. <laughs> yeah, but I I haven't heard an update on Dylan. Is Dylan going to be okay, or is he going to be out? Oh, uh, yeah, no update yet. Okay. So um, I, I guess it probably depends on if they know that's a serious thing. I mean, the, the thing that would suck is if he's bad, like if he's not a good player anymore, mm-hmm. and you're stuck with his million-and-a-half cap hit, then that really probably limits your ability to make another move later, you know? Um, yeah. Because yeah. you can't get rid of that cap hit, right? I mean, no, completely, you know? So, but it's possible, I guess, that they could claim him. But um, these next couple of weeks will we'll tell a tale, dude. I mean, if the Sharks continue to do things like go into Chicago and win... It's certainly going to motivate Doug Wilson to to add to this team, right? Yeah. Hear hear the well, exci- hear the excitement in my voice about that, dude. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, we we talked about really the, the options here, right? Which is, you know, Marlowe could still be moved. I mean, Kevin Kurz wrote about some possible destinations for him, yep. you know, um, which included, you know, the usual suspects and maybe a, a couple surprise teams like a you know a a Nashville you know and and he was throwing around names that you know if the Sharks could truly get Ryan Ellis for Patrick Marlowe like I I don't think Marlowe would still be on the team yeah (laughs) I think he would have been moved already like if these were the types of things that were really actually possible right right yeah I yeah that that doesn't seem possible and maybe he just He's just not interested in going there. I think that's, you know, remember, it's all, it all has to run through Patrick Marlowe as well. Sure. I mean, I, I think if you're a veteran guy who's looking to make a, a move uh, either to the benefit of your family and stay close to San Jose or to go to a team that has a legitimate chance of winning the Stanley Cup, I don't know how high Nashville would be on that list. Right. I totally agree with you. I mean, he controls the whole thing. So, um you would think that he would be motivated at this point to try and win. I mean, you would think that's what, what this would be about instead of just pouting and wanting to play somewhere else. Sure. Um, he's been sort of just playing out the string here for the last several years anyway. So um, why go to a place where you don't have even a, a slightest chance to win, which Nashville would be in that category. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I don't, I'm still, I'm doubtful that he's going to be moved. I'm pretty doubtful, mostly because of, 
you know, his ability to to okay or veto any trade. I just don't think that he's going to be, you know, the teams. It seems like there's fewer trades in the NHL every year as it is, and and now the player has to okay it. Um, you know, there's just not going to be that many that many takers. I think. Yeah, I I think that it depends on how much he really wants to go. You know, what I mean, like, does he is he really that unhappy? Or does he want to try and you know make another run at it with the Sharks, and then in the off season they go? I mean, he hired an agent this year, you know. So why, you know, why, mm-hmm. why has that happened? Um, so I, I still don't think it's impossible if if there's the right team that wants him and if he's interested in going that they do, you know, a 2013 that they, you know, get rid of him and they add a player that can do similar things to him just not probably at the same level but on a cheaper you know price yeah it's possible you know especially if they can get that first round pick back like yeah you know we we need a first round pick like they they, they're not the plan can't really be to, to have one pick in the first three rounds next year like that's a terrible plan yes right but dude I want to continue to focus on the positive guys. I got to tell you, you know, our, our Tottenham Hotspur, you know, who who are in second place in the premiership. I'm aware. Um, I don't know if you still listen to the Spurs show, dude. I I don't, Um, I just, I can't listen to a podcast. It's like eight hours long or whatever. that. (laughs) I I was excited. They, they beat Watford. They're playing so well. They're in second place. I turn on the, I'm listening to the, the Spurs show and like they were, like complaining, complaining the entire show. And I turned it off and I deleted it and I deleted it from my feed. Like I was so irritated. Wow. Dude, I was like, there, you guys, we're in second place. Yeah. We're in second place. Like we're still active in a lot of big cup tournaments and you guys are complaining. Yeah. They were talking like they were like a, like a terrible team. Like it really was upsetting. We're only behind Andy C's Leicester City. I know. So listen, you know, the the Sharks are, you know, I think we're being realistic at this point. We don't think they're Stanley Cup contenders. But can they make the playoffs? Sure, they should. Yeah. Specific self. They do. They're only one one point ahead of Anaheim, who is streaking. Anaheim's 8-2 and two in their last 10. Yeah. So that's got to be a little troubling. Arizona is definitely on the decline, a steep one. Um, Vancouver is now, I think, finally playing as i think their their roster dictates which is just not very good they're a, a barely a 500 hockey club and i don't really see that changing right and but we see calgary coming up here so. yeah the the opportunities there for sure and the sharks should be focused on trying to have a home ice against the ducks because it's going to be the ducks it's going to be the ducks and the kings yep. um and you i i I'm not that afraid of either of those teams as they're currently put together. I'm just not. I think the Sharks could win a playoff series against both of them. Even though we just lost against Anaheim. I, but but it, I, I still am not that afraid of them. Like, I just don't. It's not the Ducks of six years ago, you know? Yeah, or even true. the Ducks of last year. Like, I just don't feel the same way about it, even though it's kind of the same team. Like, I don't know. They still have trouble scoring, and they still, you know, I think the Sharks match up pretty well with them. So, as as we look at 
you know, who might help the Sharks down the road. Some names that have popped up are players like Justin Schultz, who I got to be honest, dude, I have no interest in Justin Schultz. Really? None. I have an interest in Justin Schultz. You have an interest in a defenseman who plays for a team that has terrible defense that doesn't want him anymore? That's not his fault. I mean, the fact that a, a team that doesn't know how to put together six decent defensemen on the ice doesn't want him, that actually makes me want him a little bit more. Edmonton has no business evaluating defensemen right now. They can't, they can't get a... If, if they'd rather have Adam Clendenning than Justin Schultz, I will happily take him off your hands. But for what price, dude? I don't know. That's the question. I mean, you, I mean, look, they, you, look at, you look at the defense on Edmonton, and overall, it's bad. You can't build a defense around Justin Schultz. On that, I, with you, I agree. But that's not to say he's not a good player. That's not to say around the right other players he could flourish in a system. But you sure. top six of Edmonton right now is Andre Sakara, who's their number one. They paid way too much for him, but they got him. Okay, so he's their number one. Justin Schultz, Mark Fain, Eric Gerba, Darnell Nurse, Adam Clendenning, and then Brandon Davidson. I mean, who are these guys? I know. I mean, well, I think that's the alarming thing is you look at his first season under Todd McClellan, he has nine points. Like, that's that's a red flag to me, dude. Like, I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I just wouldn't want to give up anything of consequence to get him. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I mean, in terms of for the Sharks, I mean, if you can get them for nothing, but I think based on what's left in the market right now, I mean, he's probably, I mean, you could have him or you could claim Christian Ehrhoff or you could trade for Roman Polak, you know, pass. Yeah. I mean, I I don't, does Roman Polak help the Sharks? Like, not a bad player. I don't think he helps the Sharks. But on a good team, isn't he a third pairing guy? I'm on yeah. a good team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if we're really looking to fill that third pairing guy that maybe we pay too much yeah. for, then he's that guy. Well, but maybe, so so maybe it does make sense. You know, I mean, if you're just going to play him on the third pairing and let him kill penalties instead of trying to make him a top four guy. Yeah, but why would you go out and try to get a guy like that? Like the Sharks shouldn't go out and getting guys like that. They should be just playing with the guys that they got, and they shouldn't be getting rid of assets for Roman Polak. Right. But I think Doug Wilson's going to see this differently, dude, because they cannot not make the playoffs. They can't. I understand. His job would be in grave danger if they don't make the playoffs because they have no first-round pick. And then their lottery pick goes to Boston. Um, yeah. So th- make not making the playoffs, not an option. So I think they will do what they need to do to make the team as good as possible if they're in a position to be competitive. I don't think it's going to be crazy. You're not going to give – we have nothing We have nothing of significance to give up to get Roman Pollock. It's true. Like what What do you even what – what do you give up for a guy like that? I don't know. I mean what if they ask for – you know, you know one of the good one of the. What if they want uh, Barkley Goodrow or something? Like I don't want I don't want to trade that guy. Yeah, I mean that's that. I I don't know. I think the Sharks might do something like that. Yeah, I don't like that idea at all. No, um, I'm just saying 
They just need to make the playoffs with their recurrent roster. I don't want them to try and add a piece like that. That's just, I don't mm. see how that's going to help the Sharks long term. Yeah, okay, maybe it'll help them get them to the playoffs, but is it really going to put them over the over the hump as a legitimate like cup favorite? So, okay, no. so they go to the second round with Roman Polak and he leaves, and now we have one fewer decent right. AHL prospect, and then we pull the same crap next year, and then Doug Wilson gets fired. Like, I don't know why he would do that. We're being negative again. Okay, okay. You're right. You're right. Sorry, <laughs> dude. Sorry. Spurs show. Spurs show. Spurs show. Spurs Yeah. So anyway, but the, the good the good news is, dude, is I think a lot of these games coming up, for instance, the next five games are all very winnable. F- although Florida is leading the Atlantic right now. They are. Can you help me understand how that is, dude? Well, I mean, they, they've gone a direction that seems to be paying off. I mean, they've stuck with basically the same team and ridden it through some growing pains. I mean, it's not dissimilar to what Chicago did, you know? I'm not comparing their core to Chicago's core, but I think you can look at what they've done and what they've added a few pieces, but really... You know, they've kept their young players, they've played them together, and they're thriving. Yeah, Um, you you look at the Florida Panthers roster, their scoring is unbelievably balanced. It is crazy. Yager, UC Jokinen, Huberto, Trocek, who I don't even know, Alex Barkov, and Riley Smith all have over 30 points. Yeah, that's impressive. Then they have Peary, Ekblad, and Campbell all with over 20 points. I mean, they are... They don't have like a, a monster star. Their their highest scoring guy has 17 goals, Yager. But they just got a lot of guys who can put the puck in the net. Just a ton of them. It's uh it's pretty impressive really how balanced it is. How balanced their scoring is. I think that's going to that that's going to be the thing to look out for. If you don't if the first line doesn't score, then their second line could score, if it's not the second line, then the third line, if not the third line, then Brian Campbell's going to get you. Right. And if not him, yeah. then Alex Petrovic is going to draw a picture of Evander Kane and then fight it. <laughs> Did you see that? Alex and, Petrovic fought Evander Kane three times in one game. <laughs> they, they've they got to be pretty happy with where they are right now in terms of, you know, fairly comfortably knowing that they're going to be, you know, coming out of the Atlantic and not having to play Tampa Bay first. Um, and not having to be a wild card team going in and playing Washington, which I think is the scenario nobody wants to do right now. Mm-hmm. It'd be that bottom wild card team. So right now, Florida would draw Boston, which is, you know, they're kind of a shell of their former selves. And they're still not a bad team, but they're not a good team. Right. No one's super afraid of them at the moment. Right. I mean, I think the Kings beat them like nine to two last night or something like that yeah so i mean they're very beatable if you're florida you know and detroit and tampa are are, you know not exactly playing like powerhouses either so Mm -hmm. the duran situation dude has gone completely ice cold so what do you make of that you think they're just gonna hold on to him and say screw you i guess i'm it seems like they're just playing their cards really close to the vest certainly you know, the other news regarding Tampa is that a lot of people think the reason why Toronto got rid of or managed to trade uh, Fanuf is because they want to clear cap room so they can make a run at Stamkos. 
And that's where, yeah. that's where they're looking. And if I was Tampa Bay, that would not be good news to see Phaneuf getting traded. Because yeah, I, I, I believe it, dude. Oh, yeah. I believe it. I think that, you know, if Stamkos isn't happy in Tampa and, you know, there's no, there's clearly no question that Tampa is better equipped to win the Stanley Cup now and next year and the next several years. But, you know, if he's feeling nostalgic, he wants to go home, he feels, uh, um, underappreciated by how John Cooper uses him, which has been, you know, supposedly something that's been on his mind. You know, he's a supposedly a star player that doesn't exactly play star player minutes. Yeah. That, so, is, that is interesting. Um, and they've kind of been messing around with his, you know, center wing, center wing that, you know, if Iserman's going to go down with the coach here and lose his star player over it, um, you don't usually see that be the situation very often. I mean, you might see that situation with Scotty Bowman, but this is John Cooper, <laughs> right? So yeah. yeah, that 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 is an interesting circumstance. I agree with you, dude. But so Calgary, Arizona, Tampa Bay, those are all fairly winnable games. Although Tampa Bay, you know, is has sort of righted the ship a little bit. They're now in third place in the Atlantic. Right, they're improving, so that's not going to be an easy game by any means. And then, of course, Florida, which is the Atlantic leader at the moment, and then back to Carolina, dude. Uh, you know, at least as of one game ago, uh, Carolina and San Jose had basically the same number of points. So, if uh, you know, Carolina may not be quite as bad as as they've traditionally been, but they are minus 14 in goals differential and the sharks are plus 12. So I think they've got, they've gotten a little bit of luck there that they're a positive, they have more wins and losses, although they have a lot of OTLs, but they're solidly in the minus. They've been getting a lot of good, good publicity for, you know, being a team that's kind of on the rise, but they're not going to make the playoffs, but that they are headed in the right direction. But I think Eric Stahl is probably going to get traded here in the next couple of weeks, and well, they you know, got we they were might... the ones that got Noah Hannafin, and that's I'm yeah I, right yeah that was that's the guy that I really wanted in the last draft. Right, if they trade Eric Stahl, it'd be very interesting to see how that impacts that team for better or worse. You know, will it be a distraction? We might kind of catch them at a really good time mm-hmm. where the trade rumors might really be heating up and. Uh, sharks might catch them uh, right when they're distracted. So, um, not that they shouldn't beat them when they're at full capacity, but it might just be a good timing. So, hopefully, the sharks can continue to to trend up, dude. You know, I'm not discouraged by this road trip, and I think if they can win these two very winnable games at home against Arizona and Calgary, then you know they're they're right in a good spot to be, you know, prime positioned as a playoff team, which is what we should be going for. I totally agree with you, dude. And I'd love to see it start with, you know, getting some good wins at home. You know, the Sharks team is not very good at home, still not very good. Um, it's been know, better. It's getting a little bit better. Uh, but I'd, I'd love to see them sort of shore up the home game with Calgary and right. Arizona. Those wins, they need to happen. Put a little more room between Sharks and Arizona. Stomp them while they're down. 
Well, dude, I will see you at the airport tomorrow. We will watch the Sharks um, with a cold one in hand as we're about to take a red eye to New York City, dude. Looking forward to getting a little uh, R&R in the Big Apple. And uh, we'll certainly be following the Sharks while they're while, while we're there. And maybe we'll see our old friend E.J. E. Raddick. I'm sure he'll remember us, dude. all right dude go sharks go sharks hate the show want to get your questions on the air email questions at dudesonhockey.com dudes on hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League